Um, our first review of the day is going to be for the film Joyride. Joyride is the movie here, um, starring a all-female, so led by all-female cast here. It is a raunchy comedy. Um, also, you have a uh, majority of these female leads, they're all Asian. Um, and when I saw the trailer for this, I was like, it's kind of basically like a you know Asian girls trip. Uh, now, having seen the movie, it's basically like a mix of, like I would say, Bridesmaids or The Hangover uh girls trip Two a little bit there uh girls trip was the movie with queen latifah tiffany haddish uh uh also jada pickett smith was in it and then bridesmaid was a movie with like melissa mccarthy um also the what was the woman's name from snl um no oh, uh kristen wig and kristen wig and you can see kind of some of similar personality types and like the group of friends that you have here. Um, like there's this one character in it who's called Deadeye, who I think she's absolutely like a scene stealer in this movie. And if like you're gonna like have anybody who really breaks out, like Stephanie Shu, like she's already pretty much a big she's already kind of much blowing up after everything ever yeah, all she, at once. Yeah, she's an Oscar nominee. If anything, yeah. this is on paper kind of a step down. <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean? So um it's kind of like it's kind of like the reverse of what happened. Like it's like if Bradley Cooper did all the Oscar nominated stuff and then did Hangover, it would kind of like <laughs> be the reverse of that. Um, but yeah, so she's already pretty much blown up. But I think if anybody's really gonna, if you're gonna see them pop up in a lot of places after this, it's probably gonna be the the person who plays Dead Eye. And the person who plays uh, Dead Eye uh, in this. Let me see if I can pull up their name real quick. Yeah, it's uh, Sabrina Wu who plays her. Sabrina Wu plays her there. Um, so I think she's got potential to really break out. But it's about these group of friends. So you have uh, one of the uh, the leads here who's uh, Audrey. played by Ashley Park. Uh, she's adopted. She was, uh, you know, adopted by a white family. You know, she's struggling with that thing of being adopted by a white family, of feeling, you know, uh, you know, she doesn't really have connection much to her culture, much to her heritage. Um, she does have a best friend uh, who's Lolo, who's played by Sherry Cola who, you know, she's, uh, was raised by her family, knows very close to her heritage, her culture. She speaks Chinese, whereas, uh, Audrey doesn't. Um, and they just kind of went to different kind of trajectories in life, even though they've been best friends, uh, where, you know, she's, a you know, Audrey's a, a big time lawyer, you know, she's got to go to China in order to, uh, close this big deal. It's always in these movies. Sometimes it's like, you got to close this big deal so you can make partner. That's always the big thing. You know, you got to make partner. And so she has to do that to make partner. Um, you know, she's, you know, kind of overachieved in life. Uh, may some may say, whereas Lolo, you know, she's kind of underachieved, you know, she's living in her garage, you know, she's <laughs> living outside, like, uh, basically like, uh, Nick from, uh, Sean and the dead, like keep them in the, basically the garage, uh, you know, just kind of there hanging out. Uh, but they've remained close over those years since they've been, you know, friends since they were little girls. And it's like, Hey, I need you to come with me to China because you can speak Chinese. I need a translator there mm -hmm. when they go. Uh, they kind of meet up with some other people. They meet up with Stephanie Hsu's character, who's um, Audrey's best friend from college, um, and who uh, Stephanie Hsu's character name in this movie is named Cat, and then also Lolo's cousin Dead Eye. That's where she also tags along as well um, on the trip. She invited her and tags along. And then, of course, in a you know raunchy comedy, there's going to be you know a lot of uh, mishaps that happen, drugs, sex, you know, alcohol is going to get thrown around, violence uh, is going to get thrown around in this. Um, and there's a lot of that. There's all those all those things and above in this shit, movie. For sure. shit, violence and sex in the most hilarious way possible. 
Yeah, you know, uh, violence, sex, and movies all on t- all on the big screen, all on there that you can watch. Hollywood uh, is back, baby. <laughs> Um, so yeah, um, I would say one of the key things when you have a movie like this with an ensemble cast, the big thing is, do they have chemistry together? Do they work well together and do they bounce off each other really well? And I would say that these actresses, they absolutely do. Um, I didn't say they work really well together. I think there's a lot of great moments with them in it. Um, and me comparing it to these other movies like Bridesmaids or Girls Trip or Hangover, you might see similarities there. Like I mentioned, you know, with some of the character traits of them, like you have like the kind of the loser best friend and then the more, you know, overachieving best friend. Like that was kind of the big thing in Bridesmaids where you had, uh, Rose Burns character as opposed to Kristen Wiggs character where Kristen Wiggs kind of failed and was failing at life, but Rose Burns excelling at life. And you kind of have that kind of stark difference there. There's that kind of that dynamic going on. Plus with the Stephanie Shoe character, her being the best friend from college, that was also kind of the same dynamic in Bridesmaids where you had Maya Rudolph and the kind of the, the, the trio there of their kind of feeling jealous of each other a little bit. Um, so you, you will see some, some similarities there in terms of that. But I think it, you know, them kind of going into this different environment because they do kind of hop around to different places like in China, then they go to Korea a bit, you know, new locale, um, you do have, you know, these own kind of inside jokes there that is cultural kind of Pacific mm-hmm. heritage specific that kind of work for the movie there. Um, and this is written and directed by, I think this is a directorial debut for, uh, Adel- uh, Adelaide yeah. Lynn, uh, yeah, Adele, Adele Lynn, Lim. Yeah, Adele Lim, who was a uh, co-writer on crazy rich Asians and on, uh, Ryan, the last dragon. Yeah. And, uh, <clears throat> so, so a reason that she left the sequel to Crazy Rich Asians is because Warner Brothers was offering her way less than her other co-writer, Peter Shear, uh, Chiarelli. And they pretty much defended citing the experience between the two of them, but, but you can put two and two together. Mm. So instead of uh, returning to, to co-write Crazy Rich Asians 2, she decided to just make her directorial debut with this. And yeah. I think she actually knocks it out of the park because it's very hard to direct a comedy. You kind of fall into that that world of let's just let all of these people improvise and we'll just cut together the best stuff. And sometimes it works when you have very skilled improvisers, like in movies with uh, like a uh, uh, this is the end, which I think is probably one of the better ones of those styles of comedies. Mm. Or you get freaking uh. And pick a Melissa McCarthy movie. Yeah. Um, and these actresses in this, I haven't, I'm not too familiar with them. I know Stephanie Shue, but I'm not too familiar with the other people. The woman who plays Lola, Sherry Cola, she feels like a comedian, like she is a comedian. I don't know about, I don't know the other women's resumes, uh, but her and the person who plays Dead Eye, they feel like they could be professional comedians or they've done stand up before. I don't know if you know the resume of these other women here uh, too much, but. Uh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Sherry Cola is a former uh, stand-up comedian. I think uh, on her Instagram, there's like pictures of her at the Laugh Factory. Mm, okay. Um, yeah. So uh, I know sometimes it's gonna be kind of tough when you have actors who haven't done comedy before. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, kind of be brought into an ensemble because you're mixing it with you know sometimes professional comedians who know how to maybe do it better than you know actors who need maybe more of a strict rigid script. Uh, I forgot the name of that movie. What was that movie with Scarlett Johansson and Zoe Kravitz? Um, oh. what was, I forgot the name of that. It's movie. like Mothers, Mothers something. I think it was like 
girls night out or yeah, oh, yeah girls like night out. I think it was something like that. Anyway, you could see the difference between like you had more kind of professional comedian women in it, and then like actors like Zoe Kravitz and Z- Scarlett Johansson. It's like, eh, you don't really vibe that well, you know, here in this kind of environment here. Uh, but I don't think that's the case here. But I'm gonna pass it around, get you guys thoughts on it. Uh, Nick, give me your thoughts on Joyride. Okay, so I really ended up loving uh, Lim's work on Crazy Rich Asians. It felt to me like I was seen in a way that I hadn't really been before by a Hollywood movie. Seeing a primarily Asian cast in a movie like this, and it's getting great buzz and great word of mouth. And to see the movie, and it's actually good. Because so many of those end up kind of sucking, or they kind of being victims to the hype. I feel exactly the same way about Joyride. I was kind of uh, brought in, uh, turned on to it because it was going to be, you know, an all Asian cast. Uh, it's going to be a raunchy sex comedy, which we haven't really seen in in a very long time. And I'm happy it, it's a subgenre that's coming back thanks to films like this and thanks to uh, to No Hard Feelings. But what I didn't expect is how hard emotionally this movie would end up hitting me, especially toward the third act when we spend more time with uh, Ashley Park as uh, Audrey and we see more of her uh, her backstory and how that uh, issue of identity when you are you know an adopted child, how that affects you as an adult. And it was all done very beautifully. Mm. Yeah. Uh, dusk. Give me some of your thoughts here. Uh, oh, sorry, you yeah, I didn't see it. You didn't see it, right? I'm sorry. It was wonderful. I didn't see any of it. <laughs> yeah, sorry. What do you think about this trailer? Review this trailer. Uh, <laughs> okay. Uh, what do you think uh, it looks like a, a, a raunchy say, six comedy. You better say yeah. something nicer. We take away your rights to the ramen shop. Oh. Yeah. Uh, I, I, yeah. It's been years since uh, I've the ramen shop. <laughs> Um, yeah, I, I do agree. Like it has, you know, good emotion to it with her backstory. Um, and you know, just that feeling, you know, that that again, being close to your heritage, what that means, where you come from, how important is that? Um, and you know, you kind of see those different kind of turns in this movie. You know, as Audrey's going through kind of a character journey here, um, with that of you know, you know, her saying like, "I've never really fit in anywhere." You know, you know, you know, her and Lola grew up in a predominantly white environment. Mm-hmm. Um, so them kind of feeling like outcast there because of that. Um, and then, you know, even when she, you know, even when she goes to China, the mainland, her, you know, supposed home here, you know, she feels out of place there because she doesn't even speak Chinese and she's trying to fit in with all these people here and, and, and just doesn't understand um, a lot of that. So, you know, that was kind of interesting there to see that on the screen. Again, it brings a difference there compared to something like Bridesmaids or something like, you know, The Hangover. It brings a little bit of that difference there, um, seeing those. Um, and when it comes to the, you know, like this being a raunchy comedy, I don't think it's only sold by the fact of, you know, hey, it's, you know, you see where chicks shove cocaine up they pussy, you know, or asshole or something like that. You know, it's not just sold by that. I think there's also some other good, you know, like some raunchy comedies are only there because it's like, hey, look at us and look how crazy we can get with certain things i don't think this movie only relies on what crazy thing can we do next um to to get even to top uh to to top the next thing so i I think they they do a good job with that of balancing it out um there um and, and do some good funny moments um you know i think they work well in the formula that they have um you know 
it being, you know, one of these type of movies, like I said, you're going to have the traditional formula, the group of friends, eventually, you know, there's going to be the falling out moment. There's going to be the moment where, you know, a lot of these have the drug moment. They have like mm -hmm. a random celebrity cameo in here um, that, you know, you kind of, that comes into play, which actually is one of the, you know, better scenes. Like when they actually go to the oh. hotel, I think that's probably one of my favorite scenes of the, of the Oh, movie the there. scene that I think is in the trailer with uh, Baron Davis. <laughs> yeah. Uh, when Barry did so again, that's like the random celebrity, maybe sports cameo that harkens back to something like Mike Tyson or something mm -hmm. like that. And 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 Hangover, even though I think I think he does a good job in it. I think he does a pretty fine job. The little bit he's uh, in here for, um, and I think there's a good back and forth here uh, with a, with a lot of them uh, that that works really well. Um, and even some of the kind of supporting people here. Um, who was the guy that was the the businessman they were meeting? Um, oh, Ronnie Chan. Uh, Ronnie Chang, Ronnie Chang comes in here. Who's, yeah, who's been in uh, pretty much any time there's a Asian role in Hollywood, he's most more often than not the guy to call. He's also a longtime correspondent on The Daily Show. Yeah, he comes in here. He does a good uh, a job here as, as one of the uh, businessmen she has to meet to close the deal. Um, there's also like her boss in here, uh, like Audrey's boss, who's white, uh, who's the guy from uh, Veep. I forgot his name. Yeah, uh, Timoth yeah Timothy Simons. Yeah, um, who is who, damn. Uh, who? Yeah, that every time he was on screen, I was laughing, and it was always the uh, the uh, yeah, but I'm an ally. <laughs> I yeah, he's dude. you know, he's the overly conscious, I don't want to get canceled white guys, like, <laughs> I don't want to say nothing, you know what I mean? It's gonna get me in trouble, it's gonna get me HR on my ass, you know, <laughs> I you know, I appreciate you and all your work, everything like that. Um, yeah, I mean, he comes in, he comes in with a, got a, a lot of good spots there. Um, that work really well. So yeah, I mean, even you got some good supporting people who come in and I think do a do a good job. So um, yeah, I I kind of enjoyed this movie oh, quite hi. a bit. Um, yeah. What so what would be your final thoughts and rating for it? For me, my final thoughts and rating. I'm glad that you brought up the comparison to movies like Bridesmaids to stuff like The Hangover, uh, even to a certain extent, uh, films like Old School or something about Mary, where a lot of the appeal of those movies was the fact that they got that raunchy but something that i disliked about those movies is they always had one character that was so insufferable i cannot realistically believe that somebody would choose to be friends with them and that is not the case here i ended up liking every single one of these characters they all had distinct personalities that they brought to their dynamic and it was all fun and they all bounced each other so funny and Ashley Park, I think she is a future superstar because she is incredible in this movie. When she is asked to carry a lot of the emotional weight in this, I had a fantastic time with this movie. I give it a high tune in. Mm, even tune the in. even like the the whole K-pop sequence that in the trailer I was kind of cringing at it, but in context of the movie, it's actually pretty fun and a pretty solidly well-directed K-pop video. Yeah. Yeah, I would like to see that. I wonder if that's like on like their YouTube channel or something like that or Twitter. <laughs> I hope official. so. And it um, has probably the one of the bigger uh uh punchlines in the movie. Mm, yeah. And I was I was kind of wondering, I asked, I was like, is that really <laughs> Stephanie? <Schuster?" laughs> like is that really no, we, we can't we can't. Yeah, but uh yeah. Uh, it's, it's a good gag at the end. It comes to I think a good gag at the end. Um, yes, yeah, so I would agree. I'd give it. I wouldn't be so high on. It. I want to give it a high tune in. Uh, do I think it's one of the funnier movies you can see this year? Uh, I don't think so. I think I had a, a, a better time with probably like the Blackening. Mm. I think it's still my top favorite movie of the year. 
um, funniest when it comes to humor. Um, and then I think mm, I think about it, I'd, I'd give it the same kind of feeling I have towards No Hard Feelings. Mm-hmm. Um, even though I think No Hard Feelings maybe ends a little tighter. I think when it comes to like when it you know tries to wrap up here in um, uh, Joyride, I think it's a little sloppier than something like No Hard Feelings. I think you No know, Hard Feelings has a more tighter ending uh, mm-hmm. than this does. But um, yeah, I would kind of give it kind of a similar kind of feeling about how I felt about that movie is how I kind of feel about this. Um, and I would kind of give it just a tune in. Uh, for it, just to kind of playing, got to tune in for it. Um, I, I recommend checking it out in theaters. Um, you know, I mean, hey, people, they probably, you probably got the money. You ain't seeing the Flash. You ain't seeing Indiana Jones. <laughs> so you, hey, if you want to see, maybe have a good time in theaters. Like, man, what can we watch? Man, I, I mean, hey, check out Joyride. And there's a lot of also for the for the women out there. There's a lot of good looking guys in here for you. Oh yeah, what was that one dork on Twitter? Uh, was it Lights Camera Jackson? It's like uh, his critique was it it uh it targets white men and it uh, objectifies men. I was like, shit, sign me up. Yeah. It's, it's, it's our time. It's, 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 yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, there's the one guy, uh, you have a lot of really good looking guys in here. There's the scene when they go to the hotel, there's Stephanie shoes, her love interest in here who looks like a very, very handsome Lord Mark, Marquard from the Shrek movies. <laughs> he looks like a, uh, uh was it? Yeah, that, that was the first thing that came to mind. It was like this motherfucker looks like Lord Farquaad. Yeah, Lord Farquaad from the Shrek movies. Yeah, he looks like he looks like Giga Chad Farquaad. Yeah, yeah, that would be a good actor, and that's not an insult. I mean, good looking, really good looking guy. It's just I think it's the hair. It's the <laughs> hair that really does it. I think that really makes him look like that. Oh, yeah. Uh, but uh, yeah, oh, yeah and, so. appa- and apparently that actor is going to be in Mortal Kombat too. Oh, cool. So, so it can suck. <laughs> Uh, hey, there's always hope, man. Better sequels. Better mm. sequels. I, I'm, I'm knock on them. wood, fingers crossed. Mm-hmm. They had a Liu Kang in the first one, and they didn't make him the main character. He just showed up to use a fireball. Uh, yeah, um, we'll see. Uh, so yeah, uh, high tune in from Nick, and just a mm-hmm. tune in for me for um, Joyride.